0: Hi there and welcome to episode 7 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyser, the Writing Guy. Um, a couple of episodes ago I was talking about uh, this idea of being reader-centric, of personalising your writing to your reader. And I just want to um, explore that, that, that seam or that vein, that thread for, for, for a moment. Um, in this in this episode, um, just thinking about this idea of personalization I talked I remember I talked about using the magic words the magic words being you and your these is, these are two little personal words that almost magically make the reader feel as if we're talking to them and, and them alone, talking to them directly the The flip side of that is something that I see a lot of which is uh, I call it the reader's multiple personality disorder you know I I, I I've in my time I've read a lot of um uh, multiple readership uh, communications like a, a magazine article or an all staff memo uh, where typically the inexperienced writer will use you in a plural phrase technically known by the way as the second person plural so they and you see this a lot in emails as well uh, you may even have used the phrase They they'll use phrases like some of you or all of you as if their readers were huddled around one copy of the document. And, you know, when I see phrases like that, I kind of look behind me to see who's who else is in the room room reading over my shoulder because it suggests that we're all gathered together, that we're, we're being we're reading uh, your communication as a mob or as a crowd or as a market even. And I really like what David Ogilvy, the great copywriter and founder of um, the uh, the advertising agency Ogilvy and Mather, said. I think he founded it in the in the late fifties or even nineteen sixties. He said, "Do not dress your readers as if they were gathered together in a stadium. When people read your words, they are alone." I think it's really important to remember that our readers don't consider themselves as an audience, or as a crowd, or as a market. You know, they they feel as you do when you're reading anything, they feel like a unique, special, distinct individual, and they want us to treat them that way. Which brings me on to the subject of audience. So every time I run a workshop, people somebody pipes up with the phrase, well, we should be writing for our audience, shouldn't we? Now, I just want to kill this stone dead. There are five problems with this word audience. Problem number one is that audience suggests people are listening because it comes from the Latin audiare, to listen or hear. And I I think I might even have touched on this in an earlier episode, but of course there is a very strong auditory aspect to writing but essentially our readers are reading our words. So problem number one is is it's a misinterpretation. Problem number two of audience is it's just too broad. It lumps all our readers into the same bucket, implying they're all the same, which of course we know they're not. It fails to take account of individual emotional, cultural or intellectual differences. It also suggests we're broadcasting our message in the hope that some of it lands rather than personalising it to individual readers or reader types. So it's the difference between broadcast and narrow cast where we're focusing the message on an individual reader or, or type of reader. The third problem with audience is the audiences tend to be passive, don't they? Picture an audience in, in a, in a theatre or cinema, they sit passively, taking in the spectacle. So the traffic tends to be one way. Good writing, I maintain, should feel more like a conversation than a lecture. You should feel engaged as the reader, you should feel engaged in a, in a two-way exchange. The fourth problem with audience is that audiences don't take decisions, do they? Individual readers do. And then finally, the fifth and final problem with audience, I mean, you're, you're never going to use this word again. When you read something, as I said earlier, you don't feel like an audience in quote-unquote, do you? You feel like you, any, uh, a special, unique, individual human being. And then I guess, you know, I, I think I said this in, a, in an earlier episode I quoted a friend of mine He said, you know what, Scott, if you don't write for your readers, if you don't write for your reader, you won't have any. And on that note, I'm going to end it there, but I want to emphasize the fact that audience, as writers, it doesn't serve us to think about audience. We need to always think about reader and our writing needs to be reader-centric in order to personalise our writing to them. I'm going to end there on that note. Uh, Hope you found that useful, and I'll see you for episode eight. Cheers then. Bye now.